Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real life topics for people who love to learn. Okay, so I'm I'm on there right now. Uh, oh, there's the call-in number? Yes. Yes, one moment, please. It is 516 area code. Um, yeah, um, hold on one moment. Uh, I can't. I can't pull this up right now. Just one second. I was trying trying to get back in here. Let's see. Yeah, right here in the studio. Okay. So it's, uh, okay, 516-453-9209. That's okay. One more time. Okay. So 516 area code. Four five three nine two zero nine. But I haven't introduced you yet. Okay. So, so you can take you can take your time. Like okay. five five All ten right. minutes is good. Okay? All right. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye bye Clarence. Okay. Hi everybody. Welcome to Coffee Chat with Camille. That was our wonderful guest calling in. Um, I just saw that I have a little typo in the guest description, so I'll go back and correct that. But our guest is Mr. Clarence Pointer, and he has been on before in Season 2. So this is really a Part 2 interview. And for this part of the interview, um, the questions that will be asked pertain to, well, it's just an um, extended extension of the first interview, and it will include who are the muses that our artist um, selects, okay? So who are the pencilmans? And in case you all didn't hear the first interview, nickname for Clarence Pointer, the artist, he is a pencil artist, an optimum pencil artist. And then who are his muses? He does generally have really very famous historical artists. Okay, so our guest, Clarence Pointer, the pencilman, is an expert on this topic because he's living a living fine artist and an optimum pencil artist with a compelling artist story on the Coffee Chat with Camille show podcast today. This is part two interview, and we're going to actually go ahead and get started since I have him on the line. Okay. All right. Hi. Well, good afternoon. Good evening. Hi. Good evening to you. Thank you so much for being my guest again. Such a pleasure to have oh, you. No problem. I enjoy it. 
And so we're going to go ahead and get started on our interview. So how do you choose your models or muses? Um, how do I choose my subjects? Yes. Um, normally it's a um, a commission request or okay. going for my archives of my uh, to-do list images. Okay. And then who, oh, okay, who are you and what do you do? And I'm just doing this in case people didn't um, have a chance to hear your first interview. That's why I'm re-asking the question. Okay, well, yeah. of course, my name is Clarence Point, and they called me the Sense of Man. Um, I was born in Alabama. I joined at an early age, around five or six, uh, with a pencil, and pretty much stuck uh, with <laughs> just being a pencil. Yeah, I use I use color pencils sometimes, but mostly ninety percent of my drawings are in black and white. Excellent. And then, um, how do you work? Um. In, in a peace and quiet environment, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at home, and I have my own little, little, little area at home where I do my artwork from, um, and uh, I find that to be soothing uh, because you know, I can home in on the, the time. I can do my, my drawing at the best time of the day, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, I like the atmosphere. Yeah. Perfect. And then um what yes, what is your what is your background? Oh, background, um I said the country boy from Alabama escaped my little small town, um, which I'm proud of, but it's still a small town. <laughs> uh by way of the Air Force. I did ten years Air Force. Um, I got out of the Air Force uh, after about 10 years and started working in aerospace and in, in, uh, in supply as a warehouse uh, employee. And doing all of that, I still found time to do my drawing in, my practice in, right? So <laughs> after, being, after being laid off in 08, I decided to my art into full effect, and I've been a full-time artist since 2008. Okay, wonderful. And then I did have a question that I forgot to add, but I'm going to add it now. Um, can you please tell the this wonderful story when you were stationed in the Air Force in Okinawa, Japan, um, about the master, the Japanese I think it's oh, about uh, the, yeah, yeah well, I, that's I, a I great story. Several influences, but this one in, in particular was after uh, several art contests enter, um, yes. I would never win first, second, or third place. I would always win, like, uh, on the mention. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't that my, my art wasn't good enough, just 
it wasn't good enough to meet that top tier. Uh, in the judge, in the judge's eyes, but in the meantime, I was extremely busy. So our project was uh, joined my fellow task force members, different identities, and uh, but one particular art contest I entered, this uh, uh, Okinawan guy, I can't remember his name. It's probably something to leave. <laughs> Put him to the side. <laughs> And asked me, um, did I know why I wasn't winning? Um, he, I, I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, I met you a question. I said, okay, go ahead. Now, Mike, I'm 6'3". He's about four foot ten. But he was full of knowledge, right? So he asked mm-hmm. me, um, how much time do I put into my art project? I said, well, I just like to get it over with, you know, as fast as I can. And he said, that's why you don't win. You got to put more time into what you're doing. You, know, you, got, you got to go beyond what you think is finished to another level of being finished, basically. And I was like, I kind of, it kind of resonated. It, it, uh, I computed what he was saying. It was relevant to the results I was getting. So that was probably, let's say, in 80, 1987. I got to the States in 88. And then when I started applying, he was telling me initially. But my first art contest in the United States, I won first, second, and third place. Wow. You know, so it behooves everyone to listen to someone whose skill level is higher than yours or mm-hmm. a skill level in which you want to uh, uh, arrive at yourself because there's some truth in what they're saying. They're not just saying stuff to be hearing themselves talk. They're saying stuff for you to listen to, apply to, to your craft. So I learned what you said, apply what you said, and the results of what you said were uh, prevalent to me winning more art contests thereafter. Great. Thank you so much. And then what role does the artist have in society, in your opinion? You know, art is like music, right? It's kind of like mm-hmm. it's, it's soothing. Um, it's it's uh, to the eye of the beholder. No art is different from any other art. It's, it's a positive, in, in my perspective, <laughs> I want to do Positive art, and and for you to get um, support in the arts, uh, it, it can keep it can keep them busy, keep them out of the streets, you know, keep the mind on something other than anything negative. You know, after school programs should be prevalent all over the United States for kids to come and express themselves with the artwork, opposed to. You know, you know, doing bad stuff out there's a lot of bad things you can do out in the world. But art is one of those things that is positive um, and it's nurturing, it's relaxing. You know, it's, it's all those things. You know, it, you know, for me, I never had any trouble. I, w- I wasn't a troubled child or anything like that. Art it was just something that kept me close to home growing up. Um, if I wasn't doing, doing a sports, 
I was at home drawing, you know. Uh, Occupy my time with something that's productive, that could be something that could be beneficial later on in life. Great. Excellent. And then what's integral to the work of an artist? Repeat that question again. Oh, what's integral to the work of an artist? I'm not sure if I saw that question. No? Okay. It's okay. Um, Explain. Oh, okay. Say explain what you do in a hundred words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, I bring drawings, or photos, ideas, concepts uh, to life. I mean, like uh, for any any event, uh, uh, celebration, like graduations, weddings, birthdays, um, whatever. Even someone wants to have something done, I create it in a way that they can appreciate it. Uh, they can pass it down from generation to generation. Now I've done like you know uh, generational images, which like three and four and five generations. Uh, I love how how I do it. Cause I've been doing it for a long time, of course, <laughs> but it's like you know those things where. You gotta do what you was born to do. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it. I'm swamped. I'm always busy. Uh, I'm never gonna catch up because I'm a perfectionist. So it takes me longer to do certain things. Sometimes it all depends on how I'm feeling, the mood I'm in. But uh, you know, it's just it's great to be me right now in, in today's world because you, you put your time in to something and you start seeing the rewards from it, from uh, the who's who to the any who doesn't really matter what your status is. You know, if you call upon me to get something done, if you if we meet in the middle of there with uh, uh, if my prices are feasible, uh, then I can get the job done. And, and I I know my worth, and I tell other artists the same thing. I say, know your worth. You know, know that what you do, everybody can do. You know, it's not like Ours are a dime a dozen of not to, not to compare or anything, but there are elite artists and there are not elite artists. There are artists that are up and coming. There are some that are established. Y'all depends on where you fall in that you can uh, price your artwork to those who appreciate it. So, um, I always tell them, just do you and then rip and take care of yourself. Thank you. And then what's, okay, I said what's integral to the work of an artist or like what's essential to the work of an artist? What's essential? I, I think what's essential is keeping it alive. You know, mm-hmm. keep, keeping art alive. You know, with so much going on in the world today, you know, you got, uh, and for me, I'm a, a, a natural artist. Not, I'm not just doing, uh, 
wrestling artists or uh, or well, I can't, I can't say this. Um, I just think art is essential by keeping it alive in every phase of the world. I mean, like for for um, for those who have a passion for doing what they do, you know, it has to be supported by whoever. It's essential because it just brings beauty to the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, whoever, whoever observing it, regardless who've done it, and from yesteryear to now, you know, it just keeps the world more beautiful and appreciative. And it gives that person who has the gift that God gave them opportunity to share it, to spread love and happiness and joy and all that good stuff. So that's my answer on that one. Okay. And then how has your practice of art changed over time? <laughs> Let's just say that um, I always say people see the now, they'll know the world, unless you share the world with them. I mean, I've got all the work I've done uh, 40 years ago. And 40, 40 years ago, <clears throat> 50 years ago, um, I thought it was good. But it just shows that you practice and focus on uh, your art projects uh, inch by inch. The decades, you should evolve to be better than you were when you started. So I've also posted drawings from yesteryear and to now, and I'm like, did I do that 40 years ago? It, 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 you evolve. And mm-hmm. that's when I, I like to share with other artists that you can't expect to be primo, elite, spectacular, marvelous overnight. Don't be discouraged yeah. because don't, don't compare your what you're doing to the level in which I'm doing. You know, everybody start off from point A. And a lot of people quit around L or M. They don't make it to, to uh, X, Y, Z. <laughs> because they're discouraged. They don't get the support they, they thought they would get or, or should get. And they give up. So, uh, don't qualify for my new word I made up a couple of years ago. It's called stay with the ability. It's all four words, stay with the ability. If you don't have stay with the ability, you'll quit. Mm-hmm. If you have naysayers in your ear, and they'll derail you from your goal and your dreams and your aspirations that you want to achieve in life. So, you got to stay true to your goals. And and and, and your way through all the madness, and you'll be okay. Yes, that's excellent. And then, um, have you ever done any other type of art style? Well, you know, um, yes and no. <laughs> I've done a few murals. I've done a few murals. 
I did a mural when I was in Japan uh, with this guy. He was the the uh, primary artist for the, the gig, but it was too big uh, for him <laughs> to do it alone. So he asked me what if I would help him. Now, mind you, I had, I had never painted anything in my life. Yeah. And, uh, and I lost the picture I had of it. It was, it was a flag, uh, a dove, eagle, and clouds, and some wording. And I did the dove and part of the clouds, I think it was. And it was awesome. You know, uh, I've done uh, a, a L.A. Laker floor on the guy's uh, three-car garage. Uh, those are awesome, you know. So I've done a few murals. I, I do some, yeah. like I said, I do some color pencils, uh, occasionally of recent. Uh, but no sculptures, watercolors, pastels, all that stuff. That's not my thing. I might venture, I'm, eventually I might venture into some other uh, mediums because um, drawing is the foundation of everything else. You got to sketch it out, uh, draw it out, you know, imagine it on paper. Uh, but once you capture the uh, three-dimensional with the pencil, per se, mm-hmm. then everything else will probably fall right in line. We will see eventually, maybe in the next year or two. I might try to do a sculpture or something. I mean, I mean I'm not one to take classes and, and all that, but... Uh, I watch I watch some tutorials. <laughs> you know, YouTube is full. YouTube is full of uh, uh, tutorials. If you want to do anything, uh, uh, it's, it's there to be seen to figure out for yourself or take a class. I'm, we'll see. We'll see. What the future holds. And then, what's your strongest artist childhood memory? Childhood memory as an artist. Yes. I would say uh, winning, you're going to remember this. Your mom probably remembers this. Uh, <laughs> there should be draw me head characters in TV Guide magazines, little magazines. They had like a, a lumberjack, a pirate, uh, a deer, uh, several other little images from this uh, company art company in Minnesota. So you draw the images and send it into their to their uh, uh, school and they would judge it and, and they would declare you the winner or not or send you an application to join their correspondence program. <clears throat> well and you would win uh, cash prizes. So I did it twice and I won uh, the max was $25 just back in, in the 70s. $25 yeah. once, and I won $15 the first time. And um, I thought it was a big deal. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> yep, but that was, then in, in the same breath, I was being entered into uh, uh, county fairs and stuff like that by my school teachers and stuff like that. So, you know, those are memories that last forever. Yeah. Excellent. And then what themes do you pursue? 
Repeat that again. Oh, what art themes or themes do you pursue? Well, it's kind of like I pursue things that will bring in the Benjamins. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, by that I mean, I, I try to, this, this is my full-time gig. I don't just draw things that I choose to draw um, mm-hmm. all the time. I, I really kind of home into what the masses is going to want. For instance, like in sports, current events, what's hot, I try to stay ahead of the curve. For instance, when um, the Tuskegee Airman movie came out, mm-hmm. I knew it was coming out. So a month prior to it being released in theaters, I started working on our project of Tuskegee Airman. So by the time the movie was released, my drawing was already done. It was already being uh, that day, the, week, the weekend of, of the release, I flooded social media with, the, with that art piece, and I sold a gazillion copies that, that weekend. So mm-hmm. and that, I've been from being in the military, staying on top of current events, uh, even sports. You know, someone's breaking a record, you know, or having a phenomenal year. I try to mm-hmm. home into that and cater to those fans around the globe, you know, not just in my community, but around the globe that they, that uh, can appreciate what the player is doing. So even if I'm so I just try to gauge what I'm doing based on what I think will bring the most revenue. Okay. That's my angle. <laughs> Yes, that's excellent. Okay, I do. I want to. I'm going to move around just a little bit. uh, I want to go into some commission questions. What was the story behind creating the art for Jane Kennedy Overton? Well, in my age group of near 60. Jane Kennedy mm-hmm. was like the, the Halle Berry, you know, of today. Time for our mm-hmm. for, for us at that age group, teenager, early twenties, you know, like she was like she was like, she was like the uh, the uh, who number four. She was the she was the one that everybody admired per se. Mm-hmm. Well, that came about. <laughs> It was it's kind of crazy. I had got called to do a drawing of uh, of Dave Robinson, and Claire Robinson is the first wife of Smuggler Robinson. Mm-hmm. She was receiving she, she was receiving an award at the downtown LA uh, event, and they called me to, to to create a drawing of her to present to her at the event. She had no idea what was going on. I get there, make a presentation and whatnot. So that following evening, the person who had t- um, commissioned me to do the artwork posted on social media, and and she tagged Jane Kennedy. Jane Kennedy and Claudette Robinson are best of friends. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw the comment. I was like, 
Jane Kennedy Overton. I said, wow. So I responded to her comments she made on the picture, and then we commenced to have a conversation on Messenger for about 30, 40 minutes. I thought, I'm actually standing with Jane Kennedy. <laughs> so, so and, and she can draw as well. She has talent. She's not at the man level, but she has talent too, right? So mm-hmm. about a week later, that someone had drew, and I said, nice job, or something like that. Then I, I messaged her. I said, you know, if I did that, you know, it would be off the chain. And she said, oh, yeah, you, if you did, it would be amazing. You're spectacular, phenomenal, blah, blah, blah. So I said, well, I'm going to do one, and I'm, I'm going to make it my own. You're not obligated to purchase it unless you really like it. And um, so I chose the picture that I wanted to do. I did it. I changed it up a little bit, made my own. And, um, and one morning, one Sunday morning about 9 o'clock, she was online, and I was like, if you see anything that needs to be adjusted, amended, modified, I get a better idea verbally. She said, here's my number. I'll be calling you in about five minutes. It's going to show up private, but it'll be me. So Jan Kennedy called my my phone, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, 15 minutes in current and she's so down to earth and so real, so genuine, right? Yeah. So about 15 minutes into the phone call, I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to Jane Kennedy. Did I say that out loud? And she said, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we corresponded uh, uh, back and forth. But the drawing, I still had the drawing because COVID happened and some of the things been going on, schedules haven't um, – uh, um, met up yet, so probably this month, but uh, it'll be delivered, and it won't be it won't be mailed. I could mail it a long, a long time ago. This is gonna be a, a hand delivered uh, Facebook Live presentation. <laughs> wow! Uh, that's how it kind of came to be, uh, and you know, those kind of opportunities happen all the time because. I try to stay uh, in the public eye. Uh, if I get called to do an event, they know they can count on me to do it because mm-hmm. uh, I, I come through. You know, because mm-hmm. you have to build, build, build your brand in every area you can. You know, within your possibilities mm-hmm. of doing, and you can't rely on someone else to do it for you. Because it's not their brand that's being built. It's your brand that's being built. Yeah. I just love that story so, so very much. Okay, the next one. <laughs> and that's the first one you told me when I first spoke with you. Okay, okay. so the, the, the next story that I would love to hear is behind uh, Mr. De- the late now Dick Gregory. And, oh, Dick Gregory. Uh, that one uh, is because of a young lady named um, Hope Flood. She don't have these events anymore. She 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 was having an annual comics convention. I think it was comics Rock. I think that's what she called it. So every year she would have it, 
Well, not every year. The years I've met her, you know, on social media, I would create a drawing for uh, the keynote speaker for that today event, that convention that year. The uh, Gregory was the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I only did two. I missed one year. Uh, but Dick Greg was, was the first one, and uh, it was downtown L.A. in Hollywood someplace. She called me about that. I was at, I said, Dick Gregory. Yes, Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory. Yes, only one on Dick Gregory. So uh, it was probably about a month before the event. She said, do you have time? I said, what's my name? <laughs> so, so I get the drawing done, uh, take it down to the to the event. The Gregory's there. I mean, like uh, sitting room only in this in this. I can't name, take, name the place of the uh, event they had it, but it was sitting room only. He got on stage. I got uh, actually called me on stage first before he came on stage. Paul Mooney. Me and Paul Mooney's sons were uh-huh. uh, uh, hosting that segment of the of the of the convention, so they come on stage. Uh, I made the presentation to Mr. D. Gregory. He uh-huh. was blown away, and he mesmerized the, the crowd because that for that whole hour they spoke, it was it was comical, political, uh-huh. uh, just entertaining, just full of knowledge, just. And it was about probably about three years before we passed. So okay. he had it for three years to enjoy the artwork that I created for him for three years. And uh, uh, we have we have a moment on stage. We have a moment on stage. And then it was just one of those second most uh, my second most presentation. Um, there was only one that topped that one. Probably know which one it is. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I want to say Miss Rosa Parks, but I'm not sure. You probably will be correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not not going to top that one right there. Bill Gregory was close. <laughs> uh, Andrew Young was 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 close. I had I had a lot of close ones, but. Yes. Nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. That that one is. Yeah, when I saw, even when I saw, that took my breath away. I was just like, whoa, you know. And then, and then, uh, Dick Gregory and of course Jane Kennedy. Those three were just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, just phenomenal. Like, wow. Like, because of who you know who they are, their contributions. To yeah. America, yeah. just like yeah. wow, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dan Kennedy. You know, she's the first. She's the first African American female to be um, mm-hmm. uh, on the, uh, the the cast of of sports uh, sports show. You know, thing yeah. Was, uh, NFL Today or something like that. She was, mm-hmm. she's a pioneer. I mean, she's done. You know, uh, Miss Ohio. She's done a lot of stuff, but she kind of put her career on hold with the rest of the family. But she's still out there. She's still relative. 
she broke down some barriers that people are still uh, uh, excelling in right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They just, I mean, these people are just, be, they're, they're beyond, um, for me, they're just so be, they're be, so beyond being proud of. It's just oh, like, yeah. they're just, you know what I mean? If I, cause I don't feel like I'm saying the right or correct word, but they just, just really make you know that or help me to understand that we are not limited, you know, that it's oh, li- no. that we're really living in a country with, with limitless things that we, we can do anything we put our minds to if we have the ability and we reach. Oh, yeah. So, because mm-hmm. I, I think about the time periods too, and I, I just say, wow. You know, like, how are they able to do that, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, so, like, like, like Rosa Parks, she was a small mm-hmm. woman. You know, I mean, and yeah. people, people recognize her for the, the bus uh, incident, but she did a whole lot yeah. of stuff prior to that. I mean, I, I won't get in details, but I got to do is Google her and see what she did. And to know that huh. she was going to be coming to my area, for Black History Month in 1992 or three, it was mm-hmm. like Rose Parks is coming to my area. Mm-hmm. And I asked my wife, I said, I got to do a, a drawing of Rosa Parks and present it to her in person. And she said, How are you going to do that? I said, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that God's going to make it happen. So yeah. I, I was by name. Ninety-nine percent done with the artwork. And I get a call from NASA, uh, and, and Mr. Art Nash was like, "Claim." I said, "Yes." He said, uh, "I've been speaking with the uh, auxiliaries, uh, African American Council, and and all those auxiliaries, and was wondering if you had time to do a portrait of Rosie Parks for the luncheon we're having." Uh, I was like, well, my time is kind of tight right now. Uh, but I think I can, I can make some time to get it done. He said, we're going to pay you X nine X dollars. I said, it's fine. I said, but I have one, one stipulation. He said, what's that? I said, it has to leave my hand to her hand, not some four-star general or, or, or big wig, hot shot. From my hand, her hand. And we got, we, if, that can, if that can happen, we have a deal. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't see a problem with. It. I don't see a problem with that. So I said, Great. I'll be back tomorrow to pick up my check. <laughs> so <laughs> um, now I did pretty much after that phone call was sign my name. I was pretty much already done already. So about two weeks later, I go to the event, uh, make presentation, and she said. Oh, this is so lovely, young man. I got kissed kiss on the cheek from Rosa Parks. <laughs> and uh, it sounds great right now, but it gets, it, gets, it gets ugly. You know, cameras were flashing and all that, and I just knew the next week my picture was going to be in the paper, mm-hmm. on, the ba- on, the, on the military base uh, paper. Everything mm-hmm. in the paper but my picture Rosa Parks. 
And I was like, and we even had a, a, a black uh, editor of a newspaper. I just, I just, I just knew my picture was, was, was going to be in the paper. So uh, that Friday when it came out, it wasn't in the paper. And I was like, all that I did, and not even the paper. I was, I was really upset. I was, I was hot. <laughs> so, so God was like, go to the newspaper uh, facility and ask if they have a negative of your presentation. I didn't want to go because I, I forgot if I went and I saw her, I was going to go off and say something I shouldn't, shouldn't say or whatever. You could go between 12 and 1 o'clock. She probably be in lunch. So I went between 12 and 1 o'clock. She was in lunch. I got the negative. I asked the guy, do you have a negative of the event? Yeah, one negative. And I got that negative, and we just see on social media is from that one negative that I got from that event. <laughs> so I have no idea where that negative is right now, but I made sure I got about 10 copies of that particular uh, negative. And, and years later, social media comes about, and I can use that negative that image on social media to validate what I say. A lot of times people say a lot of stuff, but they don't have no yeah. validation to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so I think I'm the only guy on the planet to do a <laughs> portrait of Rosa Parks and visit to in person. Uh-huh. I haven't seen anything else on, 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 on social media, on, on, on the internet rather, of me and my person section to Rosa Parks of the original drawing mm-hmm. that they created for her. Uh, so I stand alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to you. That is such a powerful image. Really, really yeah. wonderful. So I, I have. Um, let's see. We have sixteen minutes. Um, okay. But I, I, I did want to ask about two more uh, of your. Uh, pieces. One is uh, of Kobe Bryant because um, oh. I I feel we lost we lost him so just far too soon, and yeah. uh, and also of Nipsey Hussle as well. Okay. Um, so just the background Kobe, on those two pieces. Yes, yeah, yeah. the Kobe piece on, came on because I was a huge Lego fan. I've been mm-hmm. I, I was. I began a Lego fan probably in the mid seventies. Some of the greats I, I, I you know watched on television. I, I went to, to a couple of games. But Kobe was like one of those uh, unique players who was uh, all about winning. Uh, brought the best of his players that he had on his team, and I did three drawings of Kobe uh, in '08. 2017 and about 2017, uh, so I, I, all done prior to the past, and uh, and all three, well, two of them were a commission request from fans. I enjoyed doing the one had all the stats on his career like that. Uh, yeah. he, 
you know, it's funny. I mean, I know he he, he never got to see those those drawings he did. I don't think, but I had a friend. <laughs> who, he, he he really made me upset when he, when he told me. When he told me. He he had the picture of Kobe on his phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was sending my, my my drawings up to his phone. He always took them out and stuff. He had on his phone, and one day, him and his cousins were were somewhere in L.A. at a, a food market or something. Kobe was there. Mm-hmm. They talked to Kobe for about three or four minutes, and he didn't show the picture on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think about it until afterward. He was talking to me. I said, so mm-hmm. he was right there. And, and then talking to Kobe, and he had to put it on your phone, thinking about to show it to him. He said, oh, man, I forgot. I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. I thought it was kind of hilarious. But uh, because mm-hmm. of one of my all-time favorite players, I enjoyed doing those drawings for the fans. Um, and um, I was trying to get that to him just so he could see himself, but it didn't work out. But uh, um, I'm just glad be, be, to be able to share it with the fans so they can Acquire if they want something. Uh, Mr. Hustle one. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't really know who Mr. Hustle was. Yeah, until, me too. Uh, uh, until uh, you uh, passed. Yeah, well, I knew prior to him passing, but not fluently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew I knew of him, but I didn't really know mm-hmm. all he stood for. And yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't do a drawing when someone passed right away. I let time go by, you know, unless it's, but in this case, it was about six months after he had passed, and his friend was one one for his wife. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, um, he couldn't afford the original. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll create one, and cause I tell him doing one anyway, and you can just get one of the, uh, the limited edition prints. So that's how, that's how that came about. And as mm-hmm. I'm doing it, I'm researching him. I'm reading. I try, I try to research people if they're famous or influential yeah. uh, prior to doing their artwork so I get a better feel for who they were and what they stood mm-hmm. for and, and stuff like that. And, you know, he, you know, he wasn't a freaky clean guy, kind of guy, you know, but, mm-hmm. but as he evolved, he was doing good for the community, yes. you know. So I was honored to do that, uh, create that. And um, have the original still in my uh, archives. Uh, mm-hmm. So and I'll probably use it as a, uh, 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 what's it? What's the woman for? Uh, shucks. A lot of my friends thought the um, NFT. I might use that as, as, oh, okay. as NFT item. Yes. Uh, I enjoy doing things that that's relevant. That, that that's meaningful, uh, that can carry on the legacy of a person. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily someone's famous, but anybody in any way in particular, you know, someone's favorite uncle or favorite granddad or mother or whatever. It doesn't really matter. No one's what I do can withstand the, the, the test of time and can pass down from generation to generation. That's my objective. Okay. Thank you so so very much, and I want to. I have I have more questions, but I'm going to save it for for your next interview. 
and for the, <laughs> and for that one, we're going to be we're going to be um, uh, what is it? Not skyping. I always want to say Skype. It's not Skype. It is um, on YouTube on my okay. channel. So okay, for that, good. so I'm going to say because this is like you know three, four, five, you know, just however many times because I just feel like it's you have so much to share. And you are the most gifted artist I've ever met in my life. And oh, I just, I'm serious. <laughs> I just, a living artist for me is just like amazing. I mean, I do art as well, but I just admire, admire. And, and my, my dad was, was the only other male artist that I've ever known. You're the second behind him, and so and my dad, my my dad now suffers from dementia. He's very young, and so, you know, it's like meeting a real artist, having met one like yourself is is truly like a dream come true. I'm not joking, and so well, I'm gonna drive down to Bakersfield one day, yes. and, uh, and 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 break bread with you. <laughs> Okay. Okay. About an hour away. About an hour away. Huh? Uh, when I have my next, when I have my next uh, Mercedes uh, tune-up, I'm gonna drive yeah. down and, and we'll, we'll break bread. Yay! <laughs> is that like a is that a meetup? Like is that considered like a meetup? Well, when you yeah, say no, break no, bread, have a no, have a lunch, have lunch or something. Lunch. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. So, yeah. hey, we have a deal. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So yeah. when that, and, and I thank you so much for coming on my show. I, this is just glorious. Um, this episode is going to be on, uh, uploaded. It automatically goes over to my website and my website is coffeechatwithcamille.com. That's where all my guests show up. And I do finally have one sponsor, which I'm so thrilled about. And I do have an international following at this point. So I'm very thankful to the listeners. Yes, so they're in Canada now, South America, Brazil, in uh, Portugal, Germany, China. No, wrong. I apologize. Not China. Japan, Philippines. I can go on and on. Australia. But it's, I mean, yeah. So we're we're getting listenership, and so um, I'm very very thankful. And uh, it started with uh, guests just like you, because you're like on my second season. So I am very happy uh, right now, and I just want to keep it moving. Also, I have started my own. Um, it's pretty much like. Uh, very, uh, we have seven minutes, so I, I did want to share this with you and uh, yeah. also ask if it's okay if I write a brief article in my coffee journal. It's called Coffee Journal. It's under Substack, and I'll send you over a coffee, and there I write my thoughts about my interviews with various guests, and I share okay. that, too. Yeah, I share that, too, with the world, and it's under um, – it's like my press release. So okay. I'm also doing that as well. And last but not least, I will be going to one of the Oscar 
Oscar parties. And that's going to be March 16th. And um, and the reason I'm going is is uh, is uh, um, so that I can hopefully be able to do some interviewing, not just the 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 Oscar winners and all that, but also to the audience members to see how they feel about if you know if they attended, who their favorite um, uh, stars are or celebrities are, you know, because I, I I still do my journalistic thing here over here on the side. I'm very new at it, but I'm getting myself out there. And I have a mentor. He's actually an Emmy Award-winning media mogul. So he's the one that's helping me, too, you know, Wait, because I need press pass. Oh, you, you in there? I have it. I have it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I definitely right. have my press pass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have all my press credentials. I'm new. I got my international <laughs> everything. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that, so, yeah, so I am – Doing, doing, doing what what I I meant to do. I feel and um, right. just doing it all positive. You know, I it's just want to put out. That's very, very important to do what you was meant to do, uh, yes. and it's just very fulfilling. You know, I absolutely. Mean, if, if I want to say off, I just go in the, in the bathroom, look in the mirror, and say, "Boss, can I say off?" And I, and the reflection says, "Absolutely." <laughs> you know, so yes. that, I mean that's that's really that's something that it says a lot in itself. Because yes. uh, you ask me all the time, what what does success mean to me? And yes. I just tell them, take my butt to bed at night when I'm tired <laughs> and sleeping, yeah, and waking up when I'm well rested without an alarm clock. Tell me time to go to work. Yeah. Now, if you, if, you, if, you, if you're going to work and you enjoy what you're doing, that's successful too. When you're going to work exactly. and you're not getting any kind of fulfillment, you, you, you do dread going, that's not success. You're just mm-hmm. working to pay the bills. So I'm not living large by no means per se, but I enjoy mm-hmm. what I do. And I get a yeah. fulfillment of what I'm doing. So that's to me, that trumps uh, you know, the big house on the hill, you know, the, the lavish lifestyle and all kind of stuff. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But happiness, fulfillment, and being passionate what you do is more relevant to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And thank you, listeners, to listen to this great episode with a phenomenal world-class artist, Mr. Clarence Pointer. And uh, we're going to wrap it up with his words, his last words, everyone. Thank you so much again. Bye for now. Thank you, Clarence. Thank you All so right, you much. Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Douglas is one of many who found a new life through Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. I was living on the streets when I heard this guy talk about how he got clean and sober at the mission. So I decided to give it a try. 
I could feel something working inside of me, and I knew I was getting better. Today, my number one goal is to stay clean and sober. And grace will lead me home. To hear more, volunteer, or donate, visit UGM.org. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.